Turmoil being the flavor of the year for the Arizona Cardinals. More turmoil yesterday. An arbitration filing from former VP of player personnel Terry McDonough accusing Michael Bidwell of gross misconduct, harassment, all that good stuff. We're here to talk about that. More NFL senior writer from the NFL, uh, from The Athletic, Mike Sando, joins us here on the uh, Arizona Sports Line. Mike, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Nothing going on there, huh? Yo, no, nothing, nothing at all. It's just, uh, you know, we're wondering when, when this whole wave is going to stop. But, um, you know, we've, we've kind of gone over the, you know, the, the details of the story. And obviously there's the comparison to what just went down with the Phoenix Suns and ownership. And there's a lot of differences. I mean, what do you see the next step in all of this being outside of the arbitration itself, Mike? Oh, well, yeah, clearly that's the next step. But uh, you would think that the two sides have now calmed down a little bit. I mean, I thought I think this is, feels somewhat unprecedented for a team uh, to put out the type of statement they did about Terry McDonough mm-hmm. and kind of for him to say the things he said about the team, too. It was very ugly. So you would think uh, that it might just sort of die down now. And, and the next thing we would hear would would involve some sort of arbitration. Uh, uh, yeah. But it's volatile. You know, you, you don't know Terry McDonough could give an interview next week, right? I mean, who knows? All right, so I, I'm curious because the NFL is not like the NBA. They don't. They haven't shown a lot of appetite to kind of go after their owners. I think the Daniel Snyder thing is is point A, the case A. How serious will the NFL, how serious should the NFL look at the burner phone um, incident, which the Cardinals have, have admitted is true. They say Michael Bidwill stopped it, and yet Steve Keim um, uh, was allowed to keep his job at that point. If this was a team-sanctioned penalty, where is the league going to fall on that yeah. allegation of cheating? Well, as I remember, it was a team penalty, but the league was kind of like, hey, okay, you guys are taking care of this. We don't need to do more as long as the, the terms are complied with, right? Got it. So I don't think there's anything stopping the league from doing more. I was kind of going back and forth yesterday with some people in the league. Hey, how how serious is this? And I think you could make a case that, uh, really, there wasn't some major, huge competitive advantage gotten uh, by a few burner phone calls. But then on the flip side, you could say, then why do you do it? Right. There must have been some advantage mm-hmm. or else you wouldn't be doing it. And they were trying to you know, manage their roster. I think it was a period from about late July into mid to late August, probably late August. So you're you're you're. You know, probably trying to get a couple contracts done. I know David Johnson was signed a little bit after that. You could certainly make a case that it's more serious than, you know, inflating footballs or whatever, right? So to me, there's nothing would surprise you in what they would come up with. And I think we need to learn more of the facts about it, right? I mean, if it's true that Michael Bidwell was the one behind the scheme, isn't that a little different than some employee who maybe there's been turnover in the front office, he's not even there, mm-hmm. and, and Bidwell immediately put a stop to it, that would look a lot more admirable, wouldn't it? Yeah, and then it you might be less inclined to think there's some sort of a a big problem here. Yeah, exactly. So, and and I think we all kind of had the same reaction to the way the Cardinals clapped back. It got very personal in terms of, of sort of turning a spotlight back on Terry McDonough's character or alleged character flaws. Uh, what? How's that playing out? What, what's the league going to think of that? Uh, it probably felt really good to do it for the, for about a half an hour. I just thought 
it was really um, heavy handed. I, I, I kind of had two sort of half joking takeaways. One is I never want to be fired by the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> and two is I believe what both sides say about each other 100 percent. I think it's a, it must be 100 percent true on both sides. No, but uh, that was really, um, really unusual. And I think from this standpoint, if somebody accuses you of being a retaliatory person and you immediately retaliate, what does that show? It's a good point. Yeah, it's a little. So he, they're they're accusing Michael Bidwell of retaliating in kind of a personal way, and you could easily just say, "Hey, that there's disputes in employment and these types of things happen," but they're they didn't just put out a statement. I mean. They were quoting somebody who called the team right after he was hired and said he's a bad family guy. Yeah. I mean, I felt like that was pretty um, much stronger than I would expect and advise, right, if you were doing this. If, if, you, didn't, if you didn't feel threatened by the allegations or didn't think there was something there, wouldn't you just put out a statement that said, hey, look, we are so sorry that it's come to this. We tried to support Terry. It has gotten a little sideways here. Uh, the the gist of the allegations here is untrue, and we really look forward to, you know, uh, to proving that uh, when our opportunity comes in arbitration, mm-hmm. right? You would think. That's yeah. sort of what you expect in these sorts of disputes. Yeah, that, that was really... Um, not expected for me. Yeah, that normal level of civility is completely absent at this point. From, that was from amazing. Yeah, yeah, I've I never agree. seen anything. I, I agree. You'd think of another one like that. Yeah. Mike Sando, our guest here on the uh, Arizona Sports Line. Big picture for the Cardinals, and I kind of prefaced this before we introduced you, Mike, about just the amount of turmoil this team has undergone since being 10-2 and two and really on top of the football world where people are calling them Super Bowl contenders the season falls apart, and everything else around the Cardinals has kind of fallen apart in the last 18 months. I, I, I'm just curious if if you can think of a team or a franchise in the NFL recently that has had that big of a turnaround slash downfall from yeah. you know seemingly everything going yeah. great to everything turning to crap. Well, well, Houston had that, you know, and and then I. What's interesting about Houston is you know, they went through the whole thing with Deshaun Watson, the ownership, the Jack Easterby. I mean, that's probably uh, on a level that would be the highest level of stuff that's sure. gone on. And they were a good playoff team for a while, and then just became absolutely horrendous for multiple years. I don't think that that's happened to the Cardinals. Um, the there are some contrasts between the organizations, though. Too, if you. You know, the very non-scientific NFLPA survey, the Texans did pretty well on it. Yeah, uh, uh, that was kind of interesting. So I think the, I think each team's a little bit different. I think what you're looking for for Arizona is just culturally, um, there's been a lot here with, hey, Steve Kime, DUI suspended, leaves the team. The CEO, the COO of the team, DUI suspended, gone from the team. The former head coach suing the team. The former number two guy, McDonough, seeking arbitration in a very ugly way, right? Those are just some things that um, when you piece all of them together, you go, okay, what's the common denominator here uh, of it? It doesn't reflect well no. right, right on the team. And so, you know, we've heard, I don't know, uh, I, I don't know Terry McDonough. I don't know 
Amani Austinfort, but I've heard great stuff about Austinfort as a, as a person, uh, as a, you know, that sort of thing. So you would hope that that would be a good, um, you know, reset uh, for them. But the culture goes from, you know, the top to the bottom. And there's uh, enough of these things have happened that you have to wonder about it. You know, politicians in Congress seem to get involved with this Daniel Snyder thing and and, and seem to start making veiled threats at the league. Uh, I know politicians have a lot of other stuff on their plate right now. Is congressional interference or interest in in this going to be part of what happens from this point forward, from what you can tell? Uh, Interest in the Cardinals? Yeah, in, in this particular case. I do not know that. Okay. I'm not up on that. I, I I really don't have a good answer for that. You, you said there was something today on that? Well, no, it just the Washington Post is saying that according to Terry McDonough's arbitration complaint, they're saying that this particular example is exactly what the Congressional Oversight Committee was claiming, um, why they need to kind of get involved with NFL and, and, and their lack of discipline against owners. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't know where that's going. Right. I mean, we hear the we hear that type of stuff before. That is interesting to me. I think, you know, another really interesting component of this is the tie into the Miami Dolphins Brian Flores situation. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, because I think Wilkes is a key witness here. Uh, you know, and and not that he he obviously has a a case against the Cardinals. So it's not like he's an unbiased witness. But some of the things that Terry McDonough is alleging, I think take on greater weight if a Steve Wilkes, um, you know, comes down and says, yep, that's exactly what happened. And to the extent that there's a connection with the burner phone thing, and if if Terry, if if Steve Wilkes was let go partly because he wouldn't participate in a burner scheme, well, why was Flores let go? Mm-hmm. He wouldn't do the tank and he wouldn't meet with Tom Brady, right? He wouldn't do unethical things. So I think those are interesting little tie-ins right. that could be bigger you know, than, than just this complaint, and point. we just need to see where it goes. Well, Mike, look at it Good this work, way. Mike. We just, Journalism uh, with the J. We just had you on Capital for 10 J. minutes, and we didn't have to talk about the Cardinals' lack of activity in free agency. <laughs> that was funny. I think – I can't remember. Did you – Go through my free agency article yesterday, or some, somebody did. Yes, uh, and, yes. Yeah, and I thought I think I was going to come on, and then I was thinking, well, I think I'll delay this because we knew this story was coming out. <laughs> we might have other stuff to talk about with Arizona. It would have been disingenuous to come on and just talk about free agency. Yeah, so. and here we are. And the throwaway year that an exec said we, uh, very accurately depicted is what looks to be ahead for the Oof. Cardinals. Yeah, it is, and I mean, you know, they can't control the Kyler injury. That's a that's a part of it, right? Absolutely. I mean, if Kyler was raring to go, you'd say, "Hey, what are we doing here?" Right? But I, I think it's it is what it is. <laughs> they're, they're in a weird spot of the development of their team, and I don't think you would expect them to be ramping up right now necessarily either under those circumstances. Very true, Mike. Great stuff as always. Thanks so much for spending some time with us this morning.